What does it mean? So I went to this. Turn this down. I went to this really, really cool record store about an hour and a half ago. And of course, they had cassettes. I have video of it, I might put it up. It has uh, records, of course, it has cassettes, it has old video game players, it has the PS3 for 60 bucks, which I'm totally gonna get whenever I get my new job but they have this album here it looks awesome this is it it looks awesome and what it's got on the cover is this very seducing uh, feminine shape right in the middle very futuristic though it's the the outline is in purple she's got this thing like a big brain thing on her head but it's very sexual and it says Asia Astra and I just just realized that this is indeed the band Asia and the title of the album is Astra now Astra Asia is a band that I care nothing about. If I knew it was the band Asia, I would have never gotten it. But I picked it up. It was only like $7. I also got a live St. Vitus, St. Vitus, St. Vitus album from 1984, live in San Diego. St. Vitus is cool because... They're like, they're like the un, underground Black Sabbath. Like, they're like the progenitors of doom metal, I think, I guess you'd say. Um, a lot of people say that about them, is that they're like the godfathers of doom. The music is very Black Sabbath-y, very like, you know, hardcore. Then, on cassette, I got Gore... Uh, the album is America Must Be Destroyed. It's a great album. I'm listening to it on cassette. I got two of these on cassette. Gwar, America Must Be Destroyed. And I love Gwar because me and my buddy went and saw Gwar a few months ago during the summer. It might have been last, last summer. Not quite sure. But I was totally even though they lost their lead singer to heroin they are still totally rocking it and they still scored the audience with this time it was a blue substance so it was like something coming out of an alien animal some sort of an alien animal blood that was coming out at me and I thought when they started squirting like okay I've got to get in the middle there so I can get so you know so I can get some stuff on me I can have something to pictures and all that good stuff so I start meandering my way to the middle then I'm like in the center and all of a sudden just a fucking super soaker full of this blue liquid just washes over my face and my hair and my shirt everything gets coated 
and I'm having a blast. I mean, it's gore up there. They're having a fucking battle. They're having a a mock battle with like, you know, with like giant T Rexes and uh, fake, you know, slaves with six packs painted on their bellies and. It was an amazing experience. So I got gore. Plus they're they're uh, really an art band. Like their iconography has got to be second to none in America, at least, because just the just the name gore is like on the uh, on the cover. Just looks like it's growing. It's got veins. It looks like it's growing some sort of a weird disease. Um, it's awesome. The other one I got is the Mortal Kombat. Let me see if I can shut this off and play some of that. This is the Mortal Kombat um, soundtrack. I don't know if it's the... It says the album. I don't know if this is supposed to be the... Uh, like, video game version. It's really cool, though. This must be... Let's see. Let's see, I mean, this is like... It even has inside the different superheroes. Let's just go fast forward a little bit and see... Okay, still on the high beat. I mean, this is like 80s. I guess it just kind of keeps going like that for a little while. Uh, let's see, I'm trying to get to a new person, a new song. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. Okay, so that's going to be like, you know, 80s. Um... I, I hate to say uh, Vanilla Ice kind of music, but it's cool that it's like, you know, it's the music of the video game, I guess, back in the day when they made it. So I got that for three or four bucks. I also got a, a book about Southern culture right now. Encyclopedia of Southern Culture, Volume 4. Right now I'm reading about drugs, specifically opiates, cocaine, marijuana, um, and it talks about alcoholism a little bit, but the drug part is really interesting because the South was always known for taking more drugs, so the doctors would prescribe you know, heroin, a lot, way, a lot more than the North would. Um, then when heroin became an issue in the country, people started to figure out what it really was, and people were abusing it. They switched to, um, uh, they switched to, oh, whatever, the morphine. So they were still injecting it. Right, they were still pretty much getting the same effect. It was just morphine, and the black people apparently were doing 
a lot more cocaine and you can see it says that you could find cocaine in you know a lot of a lot of these areas where people were working really hard and just generally getting it done and then the weed part came from you know people would put it in tinctures and all this stuff they would make use of the plant it the whole plant and the smoking of the buds was kind of a Mexican thing that that grew over into the into the north I mean into the to the southwest United States so like you know the, the coastal cities Galveston um, you know coastal Texas the Gulf of Mexico um, so that that's pretty interesting the South has always had a history of doing more uh, drugs than the North and then it said when during 19 after 1937 when there was the huge like come down on all these drugs they switched it they kinda just like switched their drug of choice to like barbiturates or amphetamines and or stuff like that so you know we always think about the beatniks being the ones that that really like broke out into the drug culture but you know drugs have been taken in America especially by the south in crazy crazy amounts um, you know I guess you guys remember um, the Thomas De Quincey's Confessions of an Opium Eater and I think he was English so that just I mean that's an old book that you know that goes back to the 1800s where he's talking about um, how I, didn't, I haven't read the entire book I've listened to it on tape but I'm guessing it like there's a period where he's going through withdrawals and realizing that this drug is causing him all this agony and so anyways, then then of course you have Junkie, which I'm, I, I love that book. I mean, I, this is my second time reading it right now, and I personally love it more, more than just because of, uh, it's William Burroughs. It, it actually, you know, I actually think it's technically a good book. And so anyways, um, another thing that, that I started thinking about when I got home today was uh, Zizek and the way that he communicates to people. I guess if you haven't, or you're, if you're not familiar with Zizek's work, I wouldn't recommend buying one of his books um, right off the bat. I mean... You can if you want. They're probably they're probably a bunch of money, but just type in Z I Z E K into a YouTube search bar and just listen to him talk. And he uh, he's ridiculed Jordan Peterson in the past. He said he said, "Oh, you're you know America's top top philosopher Jordan Peterson," and you know, of course, as a way, everyone laughed, it was a way to, 
say that he didn't know what he was talking about or that he was uh he put on these airs of being intelligent when he, when he really wasn't um and so i just started listening to what Zizek had to say and i don't know if it's because i'm just dumb like i can't understand what that guy is saying at all he has a movie or documentary, I guess, where he talks about movies, and he talks about, you know, the subtle, the subtle uh, influence of the different stances of the characters and what it means politically. And it's not that I can't understand his accent. It's he'll say a like a really long string of words, and I can't for the life of me get a point out of what he's actually saying. So he'll say like, oh, the the characters are, they're all facing downwards and uh, every everything is uh, comprised to accommodate the, the man in the, in the fil fil film. So, so the, the actors go and they go to this place and what do you see? more of this exchange of ideas and and things like these. I mean, he talks on and on like this. He makes sentences that you you have to see them almost written down and go back and try to parse out exactly what the point of what he's saying is. And so people are saying, you know, I'd love to see a debate between Zizek and Peterson, but with with Peterson, I mean, at the very least, you know, I mean, he he brings up pretty lofty topics. I mean, it's not like he's a dummy. He's read Solzhenitsyn and, um, you know, the Russian poets. Um, and, or whoever wrote Anna Karenina. Karenina. I'm not sure. Uh, but he's he's well versed in like Jungian psychology. I believe he's a psychologist himself, and he just speaks normal English. I mean, he's a Canadian. He doesn't have an accent. I don't know if that has anything to do with what I'm arguing about or talking about, but. He speaks on a level, I think, which resonates to people who are confused by this, um, by this leftist rhetoric. And Zizek does literally nothing to, for me to clear up any of the leftist talking points. I mean, he, you know, there, in part of the movie, you go into his house and he's got like a poster of linen on his wall and he says that is just to piss the people off that come into my house and it's like okay well you know I I'd like to know his views on Marxism and capitalism and you know all these things I just when I google him and I try to get that answer it's always this this gobbledygook thing where it's just like well capitalism has done two things one 
it has taken the worker away from his product. And when you do that, the government comes in, it takes the product, it says, okay, you are no longer needed. In another sense, on number two, it puts the worker in control. So the worker can say, I don't want that, you, you take it away. And the boss man or whoever you are will take it away. Uh, it's, it's, to me, it exactly sounds like that. And I wish I could get someone to at least help me with his basic tenets, just the basics of what he believes. And one, one good thing that I've heard him say that I can actually understand is that he's against political correctness because he says, and I agree with him, that you may have a boss that's just flowers and all nice and says, could you please go do this for me? And, you know, he he's lying in a sense because he's your, he's your boss, you know he's your boss, and he knows he's your boss. So I would rather have a person say, hey, go give me a cup of coffee. Then would you mind if you get some time going to get some coffee for me. I would really appreciate that. I'd rather the set the first person to go, hey, go give me some coffee real quick because that's honesty. It's not tricking you into thinking that you're equals because you're not. You are um, in that situation. I mean, you, you, are the, you are working under him. So... I do agree with him on that, and he has the idea that we should, that dirty jokes, as he calls them, are a good thing, so, like, you know, saying, saying, oh, this guy's on island time, you know, if he's from the Caribbean, uh, you know, just making fun of the Polacks, making fun of the Italian dude, and all the thing, all the stereotypes, you know, when you're around a bunch of guys, that builds friendships. That that's a way to build um, lasting friendships. And of course, girl, you know, women don't understand this because they don't necessarily do. They don't really riff like that. But men know that when you get into a uh, Relation, you know, when you get a group of men together, the fastest way for them to gel is to start picking on one another. And race is just one of those components, you know. Um, and it could be anything. It could be their... I mean, sexuality is usually kind of off limits, but, um, you know, it could be the way that their hair is cut. It could be their nationality. It could be... Uh, you know, any vulnerability that they have is, is you know, fair game for them. And it, it, it makes it to where, you know, the guy just says, ah, shut up, you motherfuckers. And by him saying that, he's communicating, uh, you know, I accept your, your shit, your, your uh, you know, shitty uh, whatever. 
and I I raise it by saying, shut up, you motherfuckers. You know, if you say something like that in return, they get the message that, okay, this guy's okay to chill with, he's okay to talk to, yeah, or, you know, and if you're a bitch about it, if you're just, if you're like, guys, that's really not cool. Like, why, why would you bring my nationality into this? This has nothing to, to do with it. Then... They get the message, okay, I have to walk on eggshells around this guy. We can't mess around like we usually do. He's a pariah. When he, when he comes in, we have to um, alter our speech and our behavior. So those are a couple of things that I agree with him on. And I would like to be able to agree with Zizek on more things. I just can't, for the love of me, understand, is he, like... A full Marxist? Is he a capitalist? Does he just uh, shit on capitalism? You know, criticize it? What's his idea of a good future politically? Um, these are all things that I get from Peterson. Okay? And, yeah. So, I don't know how the, the Peterson-Zizek debate would even go. I'm thinking it would be something like, you know, Peterson just kind of scratching his head the whole time, like I do, but, uh, I don't know. So someone out there, if you're listening to this, if you've listened to the entire thing, I think I started off talking about Zizek, and I'm going to end it talking about him. If you understand his worldview, if you understand what he's putting out every day, his content, please let me know. Please drop me a line and say... I can give you a brief overview of Zizek's work. If you're one of these people that you know wants uh, that wants compensation for their uh, for their labor, then you can fuck off. But if you do just want to tell me out of the out of the goodness of your heart what he's about, please let me know. Um, and yeah, that was it for today. Um, I think next time I'll probably be talking more about this, uh, this culture of the South thing, because this seems really interesting, and I want to bring up some, some old Southern history for you guys, so, um, there we go. Great White Ape, Charles, signing out. See you guys.